0: have today a centering prayer, something to bring us together, and so I invite you to enter a place inside, make yourself comfortable with yourself, in the integrity of your being, and open your soul to these words from Joan Javier Duval: Spirit of life, mother of all, mystery beyond our understanding. Here we are, living, breathing creatures with minds that wander and hearts that feel awe. We face questions that we No can't be answered and tragedies that we know can't be explained. May we find patience in all that is unanswered and peace in all that will never be explained. Here we are, living, breathing creatures with open minds and tender hearts. May we hold ourselves with gentleness with all that brings us worry and all that makes our hearts break. May the living, breathing creatures that we are feel the breath of life moving in us, and through all things, bringing us into greater union with the mysterious universe of which we are a part. Blessed be. Amen. Two readings by Sophia Lyon Fawes One of the tragic ironies of history is that such original and creative geniuses as Buddha and Jesus have been extolled as perfect patterns for all to emulate. In the very struggle to be like someone else rather than to be one's own true self, or to do one's own best in one's own environment, a child is in danger of losing the pearl that really is beyond price, the integrity of his or her own soul. Each night a child is born is a holy night. A child is born. We've suddenly stepped through a thousand doors. I have shared many messages on Luke 2 during my years in UU ministry. Rather than repeat this story, for most of us know it well, we look today at the life of Sophia Lyon and tomorrow at the Christmas story as it is shared in the Quran. Sophia Lyon wrote that every night a child is born is a holy night. Unitarian Universalists agree, and here I mean most UUs, not all, but many, enough that we can say Unitarian Universalists agree. Every night a child is born is a holy night. As Christmas nears, in a week where many will sing, Silent night, holy night, and we will too. In a month where our theme is mystery, we reflect on Sophia Foss at the religious shift that led to her UU religious education program, and then the two quotes read earlier by Jenny. The religious shift. The life of Sophia lyon was a remarkable journey from the heart of evangelical Christian orthodoxy to a leadership role in a revitalized religious liberalism. A revitalization due in large part to her role as an innovative religious educator. This is the first sentence in the Sophia lyon biography from the Harvard Square Library. Uh, So Fia's parents were Presbyterian missionaries, and she was born in China in 1876. After her childhood, she enrolled in Wooster College in Wooster, Ohio, a school that promoted mission work. She joined the student volunteer movement there and signed a pledge that said, it is my purpose in life, if God permit, to become a foreign missionary. Then, after graduation, in concert with the student volunteer movement, Sophia spent two years recruiting other college students to shine to sign a similar pledge, traveling around the country, encouraging additional signatures. After two years, she accepted a position as the YWCA secretary at the University of Chicago. Now, she knew of the skeptics there, people she considered radical intellectuals, But she went to the U of C anyway because she felt these individuals had not been introduced to the real fundamental Christian life. Now it just so happened at that time that the University of Chicago's president was William Rainey Harper. And he was a champion of higher criticism of the Bible during his 1891 to 1906 presidency. I'm giving you more details than you need, but there is a course here that is worth tracking. He was a champion of the higher criticism of the Bible. He took nature, science, history, and looked critically at this text. Nevertheless, Sophia enrolled in educational classes and in 1902, met, and then was soon married to Charles Harvey Foz, also a student volunteer. Charles Harvey went by the name Harvey. The Charles was lost, but it was nevertheless there. So Harvey and Sophia moved to New York in 1904. He accepted a position with the Methodist Mission Board. She enrolled at Columbia University Teachers College. John Dewey had been one of her instructors at the University of Chicago. A leader in the progressive education movement, Dewey moved to Columbia about the same time Harvey and Sophia did. Sophia sat in his classes in two schools and took advantage of a program for the observation of teachers at the Horace Mann School, a practice school set up at Columbia another instructor at Columbia, was emphasizing the primacy of experience in education. And with that background and that look at the primacy of experience, the up-and-coming teachers had shifted away from the curriculum of a stream of biblical stories to a hands-on, involved-in-the-world approach. This was happening at a religious school. And it just so happened that the administrators of this school, all steeped in the old approach, became somewhat concerned. And it was here that Foz discovered she preferred the approach of the teachers to the concerns expressed by the school's administrators. Now, this was happening at a very, very shaping, informative, crucial stage of her life, says Edith Fisher-Hunter, the Harvard Square Library biographer. I quote, In between bearing children, coping with their frequent illnesses and the death of two of them, Sophia Foss was busy in her field. She taught courses in writing." lectured at religious education conferences, taught Sunday school classes in the experimental Sunday school run by Teachers College, taught church leaders, and wrote numerous articles. As she hammered out her increasingly liberal theology and its implications for religious education, she found herself drawing less exclusively on the Judeo-Christian tradition and more on the natural science, on the religion of primitive people and other world religions. By the mid 1920s, Thaw's had become a lecturer in religious education at the Union School of Religion in New York. Union closed in 1930. There was another conservative liberal disagreement of which many churches have seen and schools as well. And Sophia decided to move across the street to Riverside Church, just across the street, to a church built as a pulpit for Harry Emerson Fosdick, the champion of modernism in the 1930s. In 1937, Foz, who had begun to work with Unitarian Universalists at camps and uh, other educational uh, gatherings, was invited to become the editor of children's materials for the American Unitarian Association. As Edith Hunter wrote, the courses developed at Riverside by Foz and her co workers were the core of the curriculum she would develop for the Unitarian denomination between 1937 and 1965. That's 28 years in the middle of the 20th century and quite a shift in the life and approach of Sophia Lyon Foss. The two quotes. The first quote you heard said, modeling one's life on the Buddha or Jesus is a risky proposition. I think this is true for several reasons. Few could ever achieve equity with either of them. If you think you could, go for it. So, any child who really and truly sought equity might become depressed by his or her failures over time. And the parents or teachers who lead children toward the emulation of these saints would also end up feeling undermined by that effort. Fah's view is that the children should be in touch with their integrity get to know themselves. She hoped they could be free to develop on his or her own terms. As she saw it, personal growth is based on an engagement with the forces of life that they encounter. Gabriel Garcia Marquez says this too, although taking a slightly different approach. Human beings are not born once and for all on the day their mothers give birth to them, but life obliges them over and over again to give birth to themselves. Foz had followed such a path of rebirthing. She moved from one school to another, one educational program to another, one instructor to another, and was married and had children all at the same time. And all of those steps helped make her the person she became because at each step of this path, she stopped and considered new situations in light of that which she had already learned, as well as the integrity of her heart that was prompting her to do the best she could with each changing situation. It was her desire to share a similar course of self-discovery with her children, with her students, with teachers, and with the Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists who read her books, her teacher guides, and parent guides. What a world we could have if people avoided the tragic irony of history, the struggle to be like someone else rather than be one's own true self. She would have liked, I think, John Wooden's admonition to make each day your masterpiece. These are words I try to remember, especially on the not so good days. Yet the pace of life has picked up even since the days when Wooden coached at UCLA or Foz led the UUA's religious education program. As Dylan said, the times, they are changing In a time when global concern for the health of our Earth grows, our country has stepped away from the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. In a time when Unitarian Universalists support equity and compassion for all, we have witnessed increased personal attacks, often based on a prejudice that persists in a segment of our society. In a time when we support the inherent worth and dignity of every individual, we look at a program to protect our border in a time when we all wish for comfort and stability, the government has been shut down. If there was ever a time to listen to what our soul tells us, this is it. It will take an attention to the whole of life for so many of us if we wish to do our best with what we face in these times. Every night a child is born as a holy night. Grew up in the context of Foz life. The every night makes a subtle shift from the tradition in which she was raised. Foz does not indict silent night holy night. She still finds joy with it. Yet she also sees an alternative worth sharing, celebrating every birth. Five times through childbirth had revealed to Foz that effort is required before an infant moves from womb to his or her first breath. Mother and child are stressed in childbirth. Mothers cry, I can't take this anymore. The baby arrives kicking and screaming. Her life experience on this simple matter had led Foz to every night a child is born is a holy night. She was not thinking of the spanking a child receives before its first breath. She saw the marvel of life, the mystery of life, a world filled with opportunities, and her role was to encourage people to do their best in this world, whether through spiritual study, being in right relationship with their neighbors, or efforts out there trying to improve this world in which we live. All of these important steps belong in a well-rounded life. These are the steps that may be missed by those trying to emulate a master. As we look at it today, it is important to note the shifting pages of Fah's life. She moved from Presbyterian to Methodist to Unitarianism. She accepted a job and then joined the Unitarian faith when she was 60 Suddenly, finding herself among people who felt that the highest dwells within us—words from Emerson—it was in this setting Foz pictured the precious gift of life as a mysterious underpinning to the miracle of life, a gift available. To all. In summary, you have heard today about the shifts in the life of Sophia Lionfoss, her approach to religious education, and Christmas. The full particulars may not stick with you. Does that ever happen? But I ask you to go home and consider two. Statements you heard here today. Every night a child is born is a holy night. Sophia Lionfoss. And human beings are not born once and for all on the day their mother gives them birth, but life obliges them over and over to give birth themselves. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. How do you relate these two to each other? What might these words suggest to you and for you? And finally, if you enjoy studying Unitarian Universalist history, There are a lengthy list of UU biographies available on harvardsquarelibrary.org. By the time I leave here, I would hope that 50 of us are taking a look at that website. harvardsquarelibrary.org, it's a great place for inspiration and study. As we reach this point in this service, It is my prayer that the love in your heart finds love in the hearts of those around you through this holiday season and the coming year. Namaste.